Hello everyone and welcome to the final episode of season 3 of Seek to Speak, which is the second time that we're doing Malaysian Speaking Fails. Seek to Speak. And I'm Vishal Baskaran. I'm with my best friends, Aisa and Maslin Roslan. Ladies, oh, say hi. Your best friends. Best for, friends with for Vishal. The, for the one hour of this podcast, I will uh, oh, bestow upon you that title. And this season, of course, once again, is The Power of Words. And of course, everything on Speak to Speak is brought to you by Aisa as the mother and maternal figure of Seek to Speak and the rest of our community members. And we're rounding off 2021 with lots of fun fails. And we're going to start with the first one. And Aisa, if you could, play the clip. Bila ubah sikit reaction tu macam dia ni muka macam perogol kan. Oh. So jadi bila orang cakap benda tu, oh, saya oh. nak buat tu saya jadi rasa lagi semangat. Lagi oh. semangat. Contoh eh, contoh lagi dalam filem dalam ha. dalam filem anak halal eh. Baik ha. baik. Ada satu scene yang dibuang. Masa tu kaki dia dia dah pakai tight shot, ha. dah dilipat dah uh, lutut sampai ke dada. Tahu kan posisi tu biasa buat selalu kan? Yalah, yalah. Eh, macam mana? <laughs> bang, kalau boleh, terangkan satu-satu saya nak image. Okay, lutut dah sampai ke dada. Lutut dah sampai macam tu. Jadi, shot itu apabila uh, waktu pengambaran tu pun yang ambil gambar dan yang melihat tu pun dah macam berpeluh-peluh. Yang hmm. saya buat ni pula lagi berpeluh. Semua dah terasa saya menahan, Saya menahan dua perkara ketika uh, itu. Apa tu? Menahan penat dan menahan nafsu. Alright. On that lovely note, Maslin, would you like to take us through what in the world all of that was? Okay, so let me start off by saying that I don't normally react strongly to news, but this is one of those news that came up to my feed and I was just disgusted by the whole thing when I watched. And and I can't imagine what the actress felt when watching it. So, like, let me go back to the start. I mean, you, you heard the whole clip. So, the actor Fauzi Nawawi, and I don't know whether you're familiar with him, and he's quite prolific in the, uh, in the Malay... He's quite famous lah. Yeah, yeah. in the Malay scene. <clears throat> he was invited to Esther Warner for a talk show, and it's a normal talk show, and the host, one of the hosts, asked him, what type of bad guy character does he enjoy playing? Right. And I, the way he answered it... Actually, this whole thing is the way... The way he was answering it, he's like, he likes to be a robber or rapist. Oh, no. I mean, playing a robber or rapist. And the joke is, I mean, if you you listen to it, the joke is as if he intentionally made that error of mm. saying, I enjoy right. being a rapist right, right, as opposed yeah. to just saying the... Playing, yeah. 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 So, he went on to describing, um, you know, why he why he enjoyed playing so playing a, a rapist because of this one scene that he filmed a long time ago with an actress and he he explained in detail that he had to I, I you know I can't even bring myself to say it because yeah, it's just I mean really from what I gather from that me. and then you know they, he made a joke about you know how she's in a certain position and I'm sure all of you've been in that position before or yeah, have seen yeah. that position before I think accusing Sort of like implying that, oh, you guys have raped before too, right? So it's normal. And if you listen to it, what disgusted me the most is the laughing track. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I was yeah. just right? going to ask, is the audience real or is that a laughing track? It's, it's a live audience, but I don't know whether what we're listening is the live audience or the laughing track. So right. I can't yeah, tell. It sounded a bit artificial me. to me, but whoever made I that pr- production decision... To press yeah. that button. Okay. How minus, big minus, is Fauzi? Yeah, how big is Fauzi now? Okay, yeah. I would say he's well-known, almost A-list, between B-list and A-list. Right, right. He's okay. a B-plus. Bad guy. Okay, uh, right. A bad always guy. Always a bad guy lah. Okay. He always ahead. a bad guy. He did say okay. it in the clip because he has that yeah. face. You yeah, know, and yeah. that, that part where... I think the one that disgusted me the most at the end where he's like, that's what is so satisfying about playing this I'm character proving. because you have to you get to go through this emotion of raping someone and then you have to control your natural emotion nafsu. natural yeah. me- reaction uh, well, yeah. uh, what did he say nafsu and one more no he said uh, tahan, tahan penat and tahan nafsu so he said because he was saying that the the reaksi original tekeluar so basically he's saying that he's not acting you know he's enjoying it for real that's basically what I gather so horrific all right, so as a woman 
it's just really difficult to take in, especially the laughing track, because someone somewhere said, this is funny, I'm going to put a laughing track. And the only bit where I'm 50-50 on is that I understand as an actor that you maybe want to do some method acting and you 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 playing a rapist therefore therefore you have to be a rapist and that's the most genuine performance that you can come up with so but neither he know that that's a personal personal take on it we're talking about public speaking oh, well, honestly like, what what really like hurt me was surprisingly not the laughing part was the fact that he was like but the scene didn't make it because the parents of the girl saw it and said yeah. i didn't want it in and he said it like it was a huge loss yeah to the movie and to me if you know that yeah, the that parents was- if you know that it was cut and the parents requested it to be removed doesn't that I don't know, signal to you this is that like something's really making weird people uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. To laugh about this. What I wanna ask you guys this. Do you because what I what I understand from mm. what I heard just now, it sounded like everybody around him was kind of egging him on. They weren't trying to tone it down or change the subject. It sounded like they were they were, you know, playing into the locker room banter of it. You know what I mean? It sounded so I was going to bring that up. It sounds okay. like locker room talk and you are a guy. And this <laughs> statement no, be, be honest because yeah. I've I've spoken to my guy friends about this and he, and they they've confirmed it. This is locker room talk and whether you like it or not, this is how guys talk to each other. The question is, is it okay for public entertainment? Absolutely. And that is the my question. My follow-up question is Think about it. It has been removed from the scene of the film. Therefore, nobody has watched it. One of the consequences, Rajafara, the actress, is getting some backlash because nobody knew that she did this. Okay. And now, and and I think she's a tudung wearing married lady. Ah, oh, for God's she's sake! So now we've girl. we've so basically we've 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 done the whole journey and we've now landed upon the victim blaming. That's that's where we are at this point. <sighs> Fantastic. <sighs> Malaysia is consistent, isn't it? Okay, Mas, you know, just to just to I guess see what happened. Okay, what was the response and what were the reaction of the parties involved at this stage? Uh, all right. So, number one, Fauzi went on afterwards and apologized for his behavior. His reasoning was after the shoot, after the recording of the talk show, he thought, "Hmm, maybe I did say some inappropriate things," but he assumed that the producers would have removed it from the final <clears throat> from the final product. Right. right. He later on retracted his apology. Saying oh, he did? He did. And then he deleted it. And then he said in a very cryptic, I think it was video, that I make mistakes, I'm glad because it shows that I'm human. Or something to this effect. I can't remember. I, I don't remember it exactly. So Astro, Astro Warner has apologized. Yeah, and I think they, they yeah. did. Yeah, they did a, a good one saying that they realize it was a mistake and they will, moving forward, they will be more uh, cautious in right. what is being added. Right. So my question to you guys would be, do you think this is an institution, institutional failure on the part of Astro? Okay, so I'm just going to do a little throwback to our earlier speaking fails episode, okay? Which is what are the elements of an apology? Apologize, acknowledge what happened, and then tell people what you're going to do next. It seems that based on the explanation you just gave us, that Astro has done that. It seems like our friend Fauzi Nawawi did something completely different. There should have been damage control on the spot, where you change the topic, or you cut it and you talk about something else. Nobody's asking you to confront someone on a show and, you know, get up on your moral high horse and, you know, start virtue signaling. Is it live? Sorry. Yeah, it's not, right? I, I'm not sure. I'm going to give a guess is. and I say that it was recorded in front of a live audience, but it wasn't it broadcast wasn't live. live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's worse, I, isn't it? Because I think it's a, it's a, a cultural failure, not just absolutely. on Astro, but like in general. Sorry, Michelle, you can finish. No, no, no. That, 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 that colors it a little bit more because what this means is that collectively, they thought it was okay. So that is, in my opinion and institutional failure because you've not trained people to recognize right from wrong and your checks and balances don't do that either 
So yeah, I said, do you have anything to, to add on? To- also call back to Speaking Fails 1. Uh, the people that we vote into parliament is a reflection of our realities and our views. <laughs> oh, and what we see on media may actually be a reflection of what a lot of men think. And this was confirmed by a recent survey done by Women's Aid Organization, where a lot uh, where half of them were female, by the way, also agreed that rape happens because women wear inappropriate clothing or because men can't control themselves. And I think because of that, nobody thought to cut that part up. The producer, it could be male or female, everybody else who watched it. I think a majority of those in Bangsa Bubble were like, what the <laughs> hell? But a lot of other people probably watched it and didn't bat an eyelid. And I think that happens in other media companies as well. I'm going to call back to the Food Panda ad where they had a Deepavali ad where everybody wore Deepavali style clothes, Diwali style clothes, but nobody was a brown person. As the Indian in the room, you know, I, I recognize as much as anybody else that these festivals are celebrated together. I've never celebrated Hari Raya, Chai's new Adipavali, with just the single race. It's always yeah, been everybody true. celebrating it together. This, uh, the, the issue with the, the Food Panda video is that where were the Indian community, you know, while all of this was going on? It, yeah. yeah, it's about representation. It is about representation. Even yeah. if she is not insulting or culturally appropriating a certain culture or yeah. uh, race, it's about like... Nobody thought to say, hey, how come we don't have an Indian in this ad? You know? Don't you think that is institutional failure? Yes. So that is yes. my parallel. Yeah. So if we see that, so we don't see this as an isolated case. Mm-hmm. We see this in our politicians. We see this in other media campaigns. So that's why I feel like we collectively as a society is responsible for mm. what is happening okay, and what we fair. see. Yeah. I mean, it, yes. yeah, this is not, this is not the three of us pointing the finger at, at Astro. It really is. If so many people don't realize something is not right, then it really is us as a group. I mean, even yeah. the food panda is quite split. A lot of people don't think there was anything wrong with it. Yeah. So, firstly, yeah. I want to say that in media or the, in, yeah, I guess in media, uh, if you watch a Malay produced sh- show, film or TV show, we are not allowed, I'm sure you know this, to film a sex scene. A sex scene can right. only be depicted as rape. Oh, are you serious? Oh, wow. I did not know yeah. that. What if it's so, a married man and his wife in, in the thing? No, thing? you're not allowed to. What? I mean, you can why imply it. You, we why can't, is we can't... rape an exception? Because it's I violence. don't know why rape is it's an a exception, crime, but, but I guess oh it's, a, it's a negative. Okay. It's a negative. We're not showing oh, a I sex see. scene between it's two. It's not promoting... I yeah, see, I so see. but we can show a sex scene if it's a rape scene. But if you laugh it like this, then it's I don't know so, if it's it discouraging rape. If, seems to be if you are if rape. you are an uh, actor or an actress in Malaysia, and I don't know, you want to put a sex scene in your portfolio. <laughs> the only way to do that is it's to a, be part of a rape, a rape scene. scene. Right, just that's right. just a disclaimer right there. Um, I think I have even watched some shows where they have husband and wife going to bed together, but they sleep on separate beds and then they film that scene like that. So, okay, so there, there are limitations. With the implication being why. at some point during the night, somebody invaded somebody else's bed. It's, I Amazing. have no idea, but it's yeah, implied we go into yeah, They're on their bed. <laughs> They massage so, the shoulder. Ah, the shoulder massage. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Abang then, you know, they... <laughs> <laughs> so, that's just something to put out there for you to know. I, I think that we are a very conservative race. I think due to our religion, sex is something that is very intimate. And I believe in that and, and, and very, something that you keep private. Right. So, I think... Other than making a joke out of it, you don't know how to communicate. Right, right. I see. Right. I, so even if it's disgusting, and then I think, I hope, I really hope somewhere there, they, they must have thought, I think we're overstepping a little bit, but they're so used to, that's the only way you can talk about sex, you can talk about rapes to joke, because if not, it will turn to something very deep and very serious. Right. So that's an interesting perspective. That is and just like how we are recording right now, we're just let's just record as much as we can in the assumption the person who's going to edit will edit what's not inappro- uh, what's not appropriate. It's no. definitely in their minds. 
I mean, I do that all the time. It's right, like, okay, right. just do as much as yeah. you can. It's better it's to okay. have more content than not enough. Correct. Yeah. And it, like, even if it's inappropriate, let's just do this. Let's just finish this up and then somebody will take care of it. Right. So after the recording, there is the edit, there's the preview. And then we are so big on censorship in this country. Right. It had to have gone through so many levels before it was broadcast. And that's why I think it's institutional. So is was Fauzi really wrongfully blamed? What do you all think? Or is uh, he just a product of our society? So, so you know, if we if we continue to put the blame on society or our surroundings or our upbringing, and say that that's the reason why we're a certain way, we're never going to fix anything. I find it a bit of a stretch that a grown man does not think or does not in any way feel like that entire monologue was inappropriate for somebody not only um, of his who's age media trained correct who's media okay. trained not only of his age but who's been in this industry for the longest time and for so long and yeah. and who would you know not only out of decency but also out of professionalism know what's appropriate and what's not for the blame to be shifted to the producers of the show or the society around him, I think doesn't hold water at this stage. We're not talking about a 16-year-old who hasn't been exposed to anything, you know, no maturity, no experience in the working world. So I believe the blame begins with him. It doesn't end with end him. End with him. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Mas, what I about agree. you? He's definitely not blameless. You know, he has his accountability. He can't just... He can't just push away the blame he did some he shouldn't have if only he shouldn't have named that actress because it was not necessary to say who it was i do say how our culture is how our society is and what we have forgiven for so long and what we have you know closed one eye for so long we shouldn't be surprised that this happened he is in a way a product of how for so long we've been okay with people making jokes about rape um and it's no surprise that this happened. I'm just, you know, one of the good things is that I, I, I'm not sure how old Fauzi is, but I think he began his career where internet doesn't exist the way it does now. Oh, and right, we can find ballet yeah. all his videos or right? whatever. I mean, so one of the reasons why people still think it's okay because they're they're still not used to this this media landscape scrutiny. where every single thing you say is going to be recorded and it's going to be yeah scrutinized Live on forever. Yes. and then yeah. it's go you're going to get the the consequence of what you said so until people realize that what they say holds weight and people are going to hold you to that yeah and then and you are, as a public speaker, representing the public. The public owns you, right? So before we head to a Be before we head to a roundup of that topic, the thing to ponder about what you just said, Mas, is whether we will have a situation of people knowing what not to say and what to say, but that their attitude hasn't really changed. Do you know what I mean? But so I think it starts from there. I think it starts from that friction of that consciousness of identifying that actually I shouldn't say that. Correct. And maybe slowly by slowly the mindset changed. That's how in America they kind of counter racial profiling. They actually have like checklists or questionnaires to ask you, why are you actually suspecting this person? And even those checkboxes make them think. Right. And maybe it won't change now, yeah. but just having that conscious effort yeah. to rethink forces you to, to ask yourself yeah and i think it has point. to be a balance like i think he made it funny because he wanted it to be entertaining he wanted people to laugh he wanted people to be like oh ha, this is so, such a cool conversation and, and the more people laugh the more it. he played on it right yeah so knowing that funny doesn't equal to good all the time is also a good thing to me there's just something that you shouldn't joke about. As a roundup, I just want to ask both of you, if you were, imagine yourself as actors, imagine you are Fauzi Nawawi, right? And they, the host asks you, would you rather be a robber or a rapist? How would you respond? Good Lord. Okay, as a male, I would say, look, I will play any character as an actor that I'm supposed to. It's my job. But I would try to do it, number one, in the most respectful way possible. And number two, I would be very much more supportive of a project in which you show that behaving in this way has 
negative consequences to yourself. So the rapist and the robber should both get their comeuppance, and thus the story is nicely tied off with the bad guy losing. But yeah, yes. just and I, I, I just want to add on because this question has been posed to many actors and actresses around the world. Right. It doesn't follow. It doesn't follow like this. They normally talk about what was challenging in playing those characters and how. Yeah, right. and like I'll be like, what? What a stupid question. Why are that? Are those my options? Yeah. I'll be like, I have no preference. I, I'll, I'll just do a role Correct. the way I'm supposed to do. That's the job. <laughs> I, isn't I think it? that's yeah. exactly right. That's how because I think sometimes interviewers has to be called out. Sometimes I think they're not yeah. asking r- real questions yes. or. Uh, or they they're trying to direct you somewhere. No, they want to ask questions that rile the actors up, uh, because they could have prompa or like murderer. Oh, no, they could have asked what was challenging horror. about playing that role. What's most yeah. challenging about playing that role? But the way they ask, anyway, I I think interviewers in talk shows. Yeah, also you're right. Need Actually, interviewers should also because this conversation shouldn't have even been brought up. Correct. It should have been what characters do you like playing, and let's talk about that. Instead, they went for the the suggestive angle, which our friend took it and wrote it off into the sunset. Yeah. Okay. All right. They fed him. They fed him. What What was that thing that the guy asked? Oh, please explain in detail because I'm trying to learn. Did you Did you get that part? Yes. Yes. You're right. Disgusting. They played into it, and he got played. He got played. And he played along. I'm not sympathetic. I'm not sympathetic though. Okay, that All is... Right, thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, guys. I think that's it for my segment. I'll give, hand it back to Vishal. Lovely. So that was Maslin's segment of the Fauzi Nawawi Astro Warner rape joke. Now, let's go on to the second segment. Aisa, that's your cue to play the clip. Yang mau boleh semak, yang mau sebagai bantan menteri kewangan. Kedua-dua daripada satu bapak yang sama... Sekarang dikatakan kesaling hubungan itu ada antara Malaysia dengan semua negara. Jadi soal bypass berukikan Malaysia itu tidak masuk akal. Saya sedia berdebat dengan Yang Mohd. Dulu kata saya tak layak tak jadi Presiden MC. Sekarang saya mencabar satu jam kita boleh bincang di apa bicara apa program kita bincang. Terima kasih. It's a, it's a, I, I make no secrets or I don't try to hide the fact that I find Parliament very entertaining, super entertaining. You know, Wika Siong is a very animated, very dramatic man. And I'll give him some kudos. His Malay is, is, is quite good. It sounds very natural. It's amazing. It's brilliant, isn't it? You know, it makes us think about how good ours is. Uh, or how bad ours is. Uh, yes, yeah. That, I think that's what. More to that. Okay. So, this is Wika Siong on the cabotage policy. Mm. Okay. Now, before Which any is? before any clever remarks from either of you, the cabbage policy has nothing to do with the sabotage of cabbage. Oh. Unfortunately, I don't even know what that oh. would look like. What is that? We wouldn't even? have agreed is that, to is this that, if we thought you know, it was not. I really about want to cabbage. know what a cabbage sabotage. I researched like. about cabbages. <laughs> you researched about cabbages. Now, when I when I hear cabbage sabotage, I'm just thinking about somebody hoarding the cabbages to drive up the price in the market. That's the only thing that I can really think oh, about. You were so so that's you. You were being sensible about it. I my uh, my point. line of thoughts was thinking that somebody is only eating cabbages as a protest. I see. Cabbage. That's okay. That's that's a step above a full like hunger fast protest. But that sounds yeah, I was like what is Vishal talking about? Boring. I've been protesting all my life that <laughs> Lovely. All right. Yes. Okay. Tell us. Tell us actually okay. what yeah, is cabbage? Okay. So, did I did I see it right? Cabbage. 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 Okay. So cabbage policy generally is a policy that governs the transport or shipping of goods or passengers between two places along coastal routes in the same country. Now, what happened? When, what does, how does cabotage relate to um, what we're talking about and what happened in parliament? There was, an ex- there was a cabotage exemption granted from the previous Pakatan Harapan government, namely ex-minister of transport, Anthony Lok, which allowed foreign vessels to perform undersea repair jobs for cables in Malaysian waters. Late last year, it was revoked by current transport minister, Dr. Wee Ka Siong. So, there was a policy that allowed, there was an exemption that allowed foreign vessels to repair undersea cables, and that exemption has now been taken away. 
Do you both now understand what we're talking about? I did not get that from the clip snippet of Oh yeah, yeah. That, 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 that snippet was that snippet was Well you know, what is um, that snippet? That snippet is the parliamentary equivalent of, of the Shakespearean whether it is nobler to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous forces. Oh that is listen. giving that way too much credit. I know, right? But credit where credit is due. When I'm riveted and entertained, you you get my like, my thumbs up, my subscribe. Okay. So this is a one-year story, okay? The revocation of the exemption was made towards the end of last year. From then until now, there have been various quarters or parties that have been attacking the transport minister, Dr. Wee, about this revocation. And essentially, most people are of the similar opinion that this is now um, an undesirable situation for our country and it is disadvantages to the country. So... Why is it a big issue? I think the, the most credibility that I can give this issue is that Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and together with uh, National Internet Exchange body, My Internet Exchange, wrote a letter to Ismail Sabri Yaakob, our current prime minister, to request a meeting to explain to him why it is important to have this exemption and urged him to reconsider the matter. They brought up in this letter the Malaysian Digital Economy Blueprint and made a very clear point that carrying on this exemption would um, be in line and support the objectives of the Malaysian Digital Economy Blueprint and also bring in huge benefits with regards to foreign digital investment into the country. Ooh, sounds so serious. Yes. What did we, what, what happened next? Okay. So Dr. Wee, to his credit, has been steadfast in his stance. Uh, what I like is that he's not being a lalang about this. He's like, nope, no exemption. Don't want we know the, the stance may be, may be perhaps wrong, that Malaysian ships should be the ones handling this undersea cable repair work. And, you know, in, in, in not allowing this exemption, it would not adversely affect foreign investment. Now, the biggest tech companies in the world are telling you that it will affect yeah, foreign investment. Will. So you've got to hand it to a guy who, in the face of everything, is, like, is thick skin. completely nope. thick-skinned and refuting. Nope. Like, nah, none at all. Is he right, though? Okay, so I'm just going to give an overview of the various episodes of fun and drama and happenings that took place. The right mm -hmm. or the wrong is a little bit complicated because we need to see how it plays out. But what was the clip that was played? Right. So... Fantastic question. I chose that segment of the clip for the very simple reason. That it seems like Dr. Wee has just been waiting for an opportunity to call out Lim Guan Ning on a debate. It seems like it mm -hmm. has very little to do with the cabotage policy. He would have happily taken cabbage sabotage as an issue because <laughs> once upon a time, Lim Guaning told him that you're not fit to be MCA president. And it right. seems that Dr. Wee has been quite upset about that for some time because that was He's his reaction. all this time. Correct. He's like, finally, I have an opportunity. You want to talk to me about undersea cables? You said I wasn't fit to be MCA president. I want to debate you on any... So Lim Guanin was really against this as well. He, he was completely against taking away this exemption, but it seems that he was then pulled into a debate because he said something oh. mean about a guy once upon a time. That was, that was basically Wait. it. Any excuse. Any excuse. So, you know, uh, we challenged Lim Guaning, as you heard in that segment, to a debate. He says any topic, but obviously it's going to be about the cabotage because mm. why, why would you then talk about something else after this yeah. has been the thing? So, the debate happened earlier this month. And I will say, for Dr. Wee, very ballsy move because it's not common in Malaysia for the sitting government to be the one to call out the opposition on debates. It's usually the other way around, as you guys know. The mm -hmm. opposition is doing their very best to call the sitting government for debates and to the sitting government is to, playing yeah. hard to get. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't happen. Because they are in power, right? Correct. Well, you know, uh, with, the, with so the mindset that we don't need to answer to anybody. So the clip happened on the 30th of September during minister question time, which is a oh, thing so that we have in parliament. Oh, that's the challenge, is it? Correct, yes. Oh, so it's not the debate. Uh, that that was where the challenge came up, correct? Okay, so on the 30th see, of September, during minister question time, Lim Guaning asked Dr. Wee whether the reimposition of the policy for submarine cable repair works had caused these tech giants to skip Malaysia in plans to install undersea cables oh. to boost internet connectivity in the region. So I'm just going to translate the, the brilliant Baza Malaysia of Dr. Wee earlier. I'm ready to debate with Bagan. He used to claim that I'm not qualified to be MCA president, so I'm issuing this challenge now. Let's debate for an hour and any topic can be discussed. During That's the speaking fail. That is the you speaking challenge fail. without thinking that 
and challenging for revenge purposes. Correct. Like, exactly. For it's like purposes. it's like okay, you all you wanted was this. You didn't think this through, uh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. So what, where I'm concerned, and and this is where I wrap up the the what happened next, is that when big tech is telling you there is an issue and you refute it, you better know what you're talking about. Doctor Wee is 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 fairly. I would say informed or educated about engineering matters. He's a civil engineer and he has a he has a PhD in transportation planning. Oh uh, right. Yes. That's... Fairly qualified, I would say. But yes, he challenged Lim Guaning to a debate and all of us know that Lim Guaning would Gwening. never turn yes. that because on October 15th, Lim Guaning posed this question. Does transport minister Wee Kasyong regret issuing this challenge to debate me on the cabotage exemption policy? After communication and multimedia minister Tan Sri Anwar Musa's parliamentary reply that it was Wee's unresolved cabotage exemption policy that caused the apricot's 12,000-kilometer-long submarine cable to bypass Malaysia. So there is perpetually a cable project that bypassed Malaysia mm-hmm. and... Uh, Wee Ka Siong's own buddy in sitting government, um, mm. who is the multimedia and communications minister, blamed basically the unresolved nature of of this topic. I would be very worried if my own teammates did not have my back going into a debate. Oh, okay, okay. That's the issue. So it doesn't seem whether these guys' own friends. Uh, on the same page as he is, and they're like, "Listen, I don't think this is a good idea." And he is standing his ground. Look, I have respect for a person who has a particular belief until the very end, because you know nothing can sway him. But it seems as if, mate, if your own friends don't have your back, have you got this right? So that is the issue. So anyway, the debate happened, and there are various opinions about uh, how the debate went and who came out. If you guys would like to read this, and you know, not just the two of you, but any everyone listening, former okay, well, current member of parliament for Bangi and former deputy minister of Miti Ong Kian Ming put his thoughts down on Malaysia Kini regarding the debate. Yeah. So go check this out on your own. But for me, the speaking fail here is. The challenge, the doubling down, and the going headfirst into something where even your own friends don't have your back. I actually think this is a speaking win. Che counter narrative. Oh wow! And why do you say that? I like the fact that he's doubling down and saying that I'm ready. If you want to talk about it, if you want to discuss, let's get to the table. Because I think if not for this debate, we wouldn't have talked about this. Nobody would have talked about this because you're right. It is a complicated issue, <laughs> yes. and if he didn't stupidly say, "Hey, let's have a debate," and if Lim Guan Eng wasn't Lim Guan Eng, you know, honestly, if he were to challenge anyone else, I don't think anyone else would have taken it. You know, maybe not. Really, Maybe you don't not. think well, so? No. Well, you know, my, my good friend so. Said Sadiq would have definitely said yes. He is I, a debater. Said Sadiq would have said know. yes, but Sadiq has challenged so many other people, and Correct. they have not come to the table Correct. to debate. They are scared of the Buddha. Yeah, so but that's I, an excellent point. It's like if you, so, so you know, it's, it's you want to stand your point, let's a have a speaking, debate. It's, it's a speaking an excellent win point. for Malaysians, basically, because it brought this topic yes, into the open. Yes, it's a speaking win for Malaysia. Fair enough. It's a fail for him. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I guess you. But hopefully, it will sort of spark a start of whenever, <laughs> whenever you have a problem, let's have a debate. Yeah, and that's, I, I love that's, that's a good I love that, that I learned about this policy today. You know, if not for, if not for what happened. Uh, disclaimer, everyone. I gave mm. everyone forewarning of this topic and ample time to research, and their research is listening to me talk right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good for guys. What do I say? Why be we? Why be do we? I go, why be yeah, we? good yes. for why be we for for fully Completing. utilizing the democratic. Process. Procedure, yeah. right? And I honestly think if it was somebody else, he wouldn't have gone for the debate. But I think because he had that vendetta, he had to like prove to live God Ing that like we all have to I'm worthy. Somehow. I am worthy. But I, I really do hope that this means more debates in the future. I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So I'm going to round this up by asking both of you this one question, which is: How should a minister slash politician respond when being well? called out on all sides on a topic or, or, or being, what's the word I'm looking, being criticized for a topic like this. What, what is the way to respond when nobody agrees with you on something that you've decided? I think I would just keep going back to or keep listing the reasons why it's a, it's a good move. Right. 
So it's you know it benefits us because it gives us more jobs, and then we have territory over our own waters. And I, I I'm guessing that the local economic impact outweighs the the foreign investments. And hopefully, because he's in government, this has already been weighted. And I just go back to that. Go back to the facts. I think YB Wee was a little bit emotional in his presentation of his stance. So maybe. None of that, and just say, "Hey, this is good for us—not just government, but Malaysians." I appreciate that you that you tried to defend it from his point of view because there is a way to do things, and I'm in full agreement with how you did it. Go back to the facts, support it with data, and may time and the future prove. Because I just this last thing is that in every decision you make in in parliament or in life, there's always going to be good parts and bad parts, and something you can't run away from. That's right. Aisa, what about you? I think it really depends on what you're questioned for. I think some politicians should be willing to change their minds and admit that they did something wrong. But I think in this instance where it's not clearly wrong or where it's already national policy and it's part of your agenda, it is hard to back down and say, hey, we made a mistake. Even if somebody comes up and says there's data around it, I think you have to be able to defend your decision and if it came out one year later that it was a wrong decision then you can come back to it but unfortunately I think it was too short of a period to actually say you know what I made a mistake and I think there is value in sticking to your guns because for example like education policies in the past with like maths and science and English going back and forth with it even civic education going back and forth with it I think there is some benefit in holding on and seeing whether or not the policy is going to do what you say it does because in the next year, if Lin Guan In comes back and say, hey, dude, it didn't do what you said it does, then that is also a much better discussion when you can actually see mm. the effects of the policy. Right, Excellent point. Right. Fantastic. Well, on that note, and thank you, for both, thank you both for your thoughts, this rounds up the second segment. And now Aisa is going to take us into the third and final segment of the day. Aisa is bristling with excitement. Just, yeah. just close captioning that right now. Aisyah, go for it. it. This is a collective speaking feel, I would say. Bila kita sebut mengelirukan, saya nak menekankan semula bahawa perkataan jenama timah ni benar-benar mengelirukan. Disertai oleh lambang Captain Speedy yang memakai kopiah. Tidak adakah gambar Captain Speedy ni yang memakai topi? Ataupun yang timah ini, tidak bolehkah kita panggil apa jenama yang lain, mines, the mines ke, apa ke? ya. Lagi satu, ia merupakan satu perkara yang uh, tidak bagus untuk wanita sebab dibayangkan timah itu adalah wanita Melayu, Kak Timah, Mak Timah, Makcik Timah. Apabila kita minum whisky itu, seolah-olah kita meminum wanita Melayu. Terima kasih. Okay, so... And that was also I, I, delivered, I want, I, I want to just state that that was also delivered with some feeling at the end. There was like a sigh of like... Yeah. She had a dramatic flair Correct. Yes, yeah, she did. She went, You just know Manita. that she practiced that oh, yeah. in the mirror that morning, right? Yeah. Also in parliament, by the way. Yes. So just to do a quick translation or give you a quick context of what that clip is, that is PKR MP Rusna Alawi declaring or saying that yeah it is very confusing this Tima brand which is a a brand of whiskey that is locally made in Malaysia because the photo on the bottle is a guy called Captain Speedy but he's wearing kopia so he looks like a Muslim and not only that the name Tima why can't it be called the mines <laughs> for some reason uh, because Tima sounds like a Malay woman you know Fatima and it's like you're drinking a Malay woman when you're drinking the whiskey so that happened in parliament and that was in response to the question about the confusion that it may cause if you're drinking this particular alcohol brand and she did it apparently to address the confusion so that is the snippet that you you heard just now Fantastic. Okay, so that was this has that been was the, the clip. This has been the topic gripping the nation, and I hazard a guess that one of the reasons why people have stopped talking about the cabotage policy is because mm-hmm. Timah came and overtook us on a national <laughs> scale. Timah so, took over the cabbage sabotage completely. Aisa, mm-hmm. 
why is this an issue? All right. So what in the name is Tima, right? What actually happened? So Tima is actually a Malaysian-made double-peated whiskey by a company called Winepack, which recently went viral because it had a virtual launch this year after it won Best Malaysian Whiskey Award in the International Whiskey Competition of 2021. But it has been around for a long time. It won silver medals in both the International Spirits Challenge in 2020 and also the annual San Francisco World Spirits Competition in 2020. So that's how it got national attention but the reason why people are upset or why it's in contention is because of how the whiskey was branded so the whiskey is called tima mm -hmm. it's a huge sign that says tima and there's a photo of a bearded man with a skull cap so why people are offended is exactly what the mp just said the bearded man which obviously is akin to an arabic or bearded religious person because the skull cap looks like a copia right. what would typically be worn by religious individuals and tima apparently sounds like fatima which is not just malay women but also things like it's the same name as the daughter of the prophet but what it actually is because tima obviously is a direct translation to tin that's right and back in the day tin is a commodity that was that was considered to be in abundance but right. also provide a lot of wealth to the country okay. and the photo is actually Captain Speedy which is seen to be a figure that brought whiskey to Malaysian shores. Right. But what people see is things that may encourage or confuse Muslims to drink and also an affront to their religion because it resembles names that are attributable to Malay women and also <laughs> that it's a religious man on the photo. I saw explaining very clearly yes. what is and what is it. That was extremely detailed. I would like to comment about that part of it being confusing. When I first heard of it, I think a friend of mine did a story of the tasting of the whiskey, and then I saw the name Tima. I, I honestly, I thought using Vishal's word, I thought it was pretty ballsy to be using a Malay women's name. That was my first so reaction. So you also got that lah. So you yeah. Got this Malay is before, name. before any anything came out in the news or whatever. I thought, oh, Tima, oh, they're pretty ballsy to be using a Malay woman's name. That's so, what okay. I initially. So thought, it was yeah. in your subconscious that that hmm. was a question. I, that it came did. Up. I mean, come on, you, both of you, be honest with me. When you think Tima, do you really think? Do you really think tin? This could be a cultural thing, but I did think tin. I did think tin. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think Fatima like to a be honest. Tongue tweezer. Tongue no, but tweezer, uh, my God. I'm sorry. Did you this say is... tongue pleaser? I said tongue tweezer, which tweezer. is even worse. Which is even worse. That's what is that? Okay. Yes. So yeah, so, I, I did think tin. Um, I don't know who Captain Speed. I I didn't know who Captain Speedy was. Mm. Um, now the whole of the country knows who Captain Speedy is. Yeah, there's a um, whole article about him. He's an adventurer. Well, just to say this, even though I thought it Tima was a Malay woman's name. I wasn't confused to like, oh, it's a Malay woman's name, therefore so I, I can drink, drink whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I know I can't drink whiskey no matter what the name is. That's not confusing at all. So I don't know who's confused, who's about, confused that. about that. Yeah, it's like you, you can't drink whiskey. Period. No matter what it's, what called. it's called, it could be called anything. I, I'm not sure who. Oh, gets to be honest, by that. I feel offended that. Politicians are saying that impressionable young Muslims would be convinced or swayed to drink alcohol simply because of that photo. That, yeah. by the way, was already there for a very long time and have won awards for a very long time. So, so there was never an issue before. <laughs> so the question is: Were those were those parliamentarians confused themselves? Did they think, <laughs> oh, Malay women's name? It's a whiskey. I guess we can drink it. Oh, this is so confusing. Everyone must be confused. I definitely don't think that's the case. I think, I think politicians do love jumping on these things. And that leads very naturally into this. So, so I said, so why do you think this became such such a major topic among politicians instead of just regulatory bodies sorting it out? Why did it make its way to parliament? The reason why I think it became such a big issue is because it's an easy issue to make a big deal out of, meaning that the solution is easy. 
the divide is clear and everybody seemed to have the mandate of the people. And I'm going to give you a similar parallel with the gambling issue in Qatar. Mm-hmm. The reason why the past-led state decided to recently ban gambling or to not renew any more licenses after this year is because people called them out. The people of Qatar called them out and say, hey, if you really truly you know, want to propagate our values as an Islamic state, then you should also ban gambling because this was in response to KL banning, ha- had some kind of liquor ban on smaller sundry shops mm. selling liquor. Right. So this is a similar thing. They're jumping on this issue to look like, look, I am, I am fighting for you. You know, this issue anchors you. So I'm going to bring it to the parliament. And until this day, pass is still unhappy. They are saying that, you know, this shouldn't be allowed. It should be changed. These are our four demands. So I think the reason why they do this is because of populism right. because they're seen to be doing something about it but actually to me it's just a red herring distractionary and yeah essentially it's political red meat yeah so. it's like much ado about nothing because in the end even after all this hoo-ha 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 right there was meetings there was the company actually had to sit down with ministers and the cabinet actually told them you know what Uh, we will allow you to continue having that name as long as you explain on the label that Tima refers to the country's tin, meaning Bijit Tima in Malay, or our mining past. So that was the compromise. But I think because it was such a big deal, the politicians had to look like they were doing something about it. They had to look like they were taking action. And even the company had to actually contemplate having to change their name if not their license would not have been renewed. Just, just a general scene to be doing something by all parties. Yeah, but why do you think this has become such a big issue? I was like, going to ask that. I was going to ask that. Do you think because of this issue, moving forward, people who are creating new products have to really think before naming it to avoid So what has of- happened? is that they were allowed to keep their name. They just had to be a little bit more explicit as to what the mm. name referred to. So I'm glad that happened because if, if, if you know, the name Tima was forced to be changed, then we now have a precedence yeah. of something that's not allowed. And then that can start to get, you know, really expanded into the most ridiculous realm or direction. So there are other... Incid- actually, it has... It there has is happened a before. There is. Mm. And so- I was like, get, yeah, let us know. Okay, can I show you some photos? And I know the listeners can't see this, but I'm just going to show it to you. So I'm showing them a photo of a little animal in a suit. Yeah. What, do you, what animal do you think this is? Some form of Australian mammal would have yes. been my guess. Agreed. Yes. All right. So this is a wombat. Uh, you didn't say pig, which is good, but the majority of Malaysians actually thought this looked like a pig. So what photo am I talking about? This was a billboard done in conjunction with Hai Raya that was forced to be taken down because apparently it resembles a pig wearing a Malay baju melayu garb. I don't see it. Do you see it? I'm going to give you I'm a sorry, that is a, that is a three-piece suit with a cane. Yeah. And this he has just, a flower this is just bullshit. Pocket. Whoever said that is bullshit because I don't care where you are in Malaysia or how, you know, you know what a baju melayu looks like. Yeah, that's like a yeah, three-piece suit. It's you not might not piece, know what a three-piece piece suit looks like, but you definitely know what a baju melayu looks like. And that looks nothing like Correct. a baju melayu. And it's not just visual. We've had things like, for example, Auntie Anne's. You know Auntie Anne's? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The pretzel dog. The pre- yes. Pretzel sausage. It's actually called... It was. It's The real name is actually pretzel dog. But in order to get a halal license... They had to change it to pretzel sausage because God forbid people get confused that they're eating dog, dog meat, right? Yes. And it's not just that. I think you know A&W, fast food. Also a licensing issue. I mean, we're not going to allow you to claim that you're halal if you serve what is called a coney dog. So they changed it to chicken, chicken coney. coney. And, coney. Um, and you mentioned, yes, can you mention the gay time? Okay, so there is a waltz. Yeah, it's definitely waltz. It's a you know yes. waltz yes, kind of ice cream dessert. Okay, and it's called Golden Gay Time, and and I feel like everybody delicious this, chances to have a gay time, yes, which is their catchphrase, which is the catchphrase. And I believe that everybody in this world 
has forgotten that the origin of the word gay was meant to be happy. And I don't think it was just a rename. They've pulled it from the shelves, I say, I think. Yeah, um, no, you really. You can't find Golden oh, Gay God. Time anymore. Do you remember back in the day when you can be happy and gay? Yes. yes, it's in songs, you know, <laughs> back in the day. But it it doesn't just become a situation where companies are forced to take down or change names, but they are also forced to regulate themselves. So even in situations where they weren't told to do something, for example, again, ANW, they changed their, their URL link oh, URL. from rootbeer.com to anwmalaysia.com. Preemptively, right? Preemptively. Yes. So. They are now self-regulating. Yes. So in terms of the precedence that it's set, it's setting, yeah, maybe Tima got, got, no, I wouldn't say got away with it. Maybe they weren't forced to change their name, but any other whiskey or alcohol maker in the future will think two, three, four, five, six times whether or not this will cause some kind of religious sensitivity. If you make a whiskey, just call it haram, just... Straight up. <laughs> there is zero confusion at that point. Just call no, it. but my question is... Hey, why did you use a Malay word? Oh, now everyone's confused. Okay, I am going to get cancelled. But, but, but my question is, is that a bad thing? Hmm. Is, uh, is that a bad thing I, for companies to rethink whether or not their names cause I, an uproar? I, I, I think this question of uproar should be something that we look at objectively. Whether, um, you know, a majority feels Can it that... be looked at objectively? Okay. What do you mean by objectively? Okay, if you have a drink and you call it Kenjing Babi, okay, <laughs> you know, you've clearly lost the plot. So I think that's where I'm coming from, where, where it's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, it's so ridiculous that a six-year-old will tell you that, look, that's just completely offensive and also disgusting. Don't do that. So the thing about it is, I have an issue when we start to stifle creativity. Perhaps So you perhaps, think it's a bad precedent? I huh? think it's a bad precedent. And the thing is this, right? When you go to your local Rumley gentleman in your neighborhood, and if you tell him, I would like, you know, Yang Panjang, then Bukan Burger, and he's like, what in heaven's name are you talking about? Because you just refuse to say the word hot dog. He's going to get mm. irritated because, you know, you still say hot dog special with cheese. You still say that. So, so you know, if on a ground level, we're not getting... You don't say sausage and cheese. That's just weird, man. Because you look at you like, okay, look, this is not a conversation for us to have right now. Let's wait till everybody leaves. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, the thing that I'm coming back to is that I, I don't buy this thing about people getting confused. And I also think that as long as, you know, things are clear and understood, we don't need to be so uptight about all of these things. I'm pro self-regulation. Right. Because I think there's no harm in... We live... Unfortunately, I think unfortunately, we live in very sensitive times. So if you think there's a chance that it could be offensive or it might offend certain groups, there's no harm in having a second thought in what what you're going to name your product. But if I really want to confuse Malaysians, I would make... Like a syrup drink and then call it whiskey. Ah, <laughs> something that's completely, you know, everyone that can drink it funny. and then you call it something uh, bad, like, right? Well, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, that would be confusing. And I do think this is, at the end of the day, a win for Tima Whiskey because now they are a nationwide household. Yeah. Okay, last question. I just really want to know what you guys think. Okay. Do you think everybody's uproar was justified? No. I'm not talking about the politicians. I'm talking about the people that fuel the politicians uproar. I'm talking about people who genuinely found this offensive. Okay. To, to the people that find it offensive, I would say, vote with your wallets. Don't buy. Don't be a part of perpetuating it. Now, if we're, if we're coming at this for, for, for reasons that are religious, and I'm going to totally respect that, by the way. If we had started this entire thing by saying, hey, cool name. Well done, guys, on winning us so many awards and putting Malaysia on the map. That's actually quite an achievement. But maybe make it a little bit clear as to what the Tima means. I would have completely supported mm. that. Yep, I agree. Yeah. It's the how they did it. Yes. As opposed to the um, actual... Because like, you know what? Just to add here, even my mom, who is... You know my mom, right? 
who <laughs> she I, I, said, that, I don't know what the big deal is. incredibly ominous. I don't know him, mom. Please explain. <laughs> she's very sensitive and she's she's very sensitive to these kind of things and, right. and okay. uh, she normally defends the religion and doesn't understand why young people behave the way they do. Right. But even she, she said, I don't get what the big deal is. Ah, about do this. they okay. do people think that they can drink alcohol now that is named Tima? Yeah. Who and then she she was like, which <laughs> which prophet's daughter is named Tima? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? So um, you go, Auntie. Then, yeah. So, so if my mom reacts like that, then I know there's no issue here. Yeah. So the reason why I brought that up is because. Maybe yes and no in terms of whether or not self-regulation is good or bad. But I think it is a bad precedence to set in terms of just pandering to these views. Because yeah, maybe the outcome here was no name change. But in the past, the outcome of religious sensitivities and outraws was ICER, the International Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination. Mm-hmm us ratifying the treaty got reversed. Or, for example, the use of a law by non-Muslims that was taken to court and it was made illegal. So there are some religious sensitivities that do have national consequences. And on that note, let's round out with what are other foods that you would not eat if taken literally? And you can't say hot dog anymore. (laughs) That's been said. That's done. Yes. Yes. I, I googled this and I, I came across a, a says article and which listed a list of weird Malaysian kuih. Oh. Okay. So, number one is pulut tai tai. <laughs> There's also kuih chaka ayam. I think, I think you guys are familiar with that. Yes. But you might not be familiar with kuih mayat. Oh wow. Oh my god. Have you heard of that? I'm completely not familiar with that. It's like a small tiny pancake and the like reason why it's called kuih mayat is because <laughs> it's served at funerals. Oh. Oh, I okay. see. Okay, I have never had it. Is it nice? I've never had it. Okay. I've never had I mean, it. I mean, I might have had it. I don't want to have called. it if it's actually mayat. So that's oh, the point, right? No. Hashtag #talam is the best, but carry on. There's also kuih tahi ite. Fantastic. <laughs> and I'm sure you know badak berendam. There's a lot of shit. And I think we, I've heard of this and uh, it's called Kueh Putri Mandi. Okay. Okay, now you have my Thank attention. you for that education. Thanks. Yes. Uh, we've That's got that list of quiz. Uh, yes, Michelle. I've got a list too, but let's see what you have, No, Michelle. no, no, no. We have to end with me because... Okay, fine. Okay. So I'm going to say... <laughs> He's got a the, big one, All guys. the names that are in the articles already. Uh, Daim Chocolate. I'm actually eating that old dude. Uh, Dutch lady. I am drinking a Dutch woman, person. Yes. <laughs> Julie's. Who is she? I don't know, but I eat her for breakfast every day. There you go. <laughs> and even Rumley Burger. We've been enjoying him for decades, yeah. oh, which God. which arguably is he has a national nourished dish. The nation. I wouldn't say nourished because we don't know what the uh, hell is in the meat. It's, like. it's good lord, you know. Um, it's ninety nine percent fly and one percent pigeon, maybe. But you know, we can't help ourselves. Now, here we go. Here yes. we go. <laughs> Drinks that I would not drink if taken literally, even if there was no water left on Earth. Tongkat Ali <laughs> and Kachip Fatima. Kachip Fatima. And that one is actually called Kachip Fatima. Yes, it is. It's called Fatima. And I actually have always thought that drink to be weird, and but it's so popular. I would like to point out it's Fatima right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Full name. Full it's name. Fatima. Okay. Yeah. okay. It is so, our know. prophet's daughter. Okay. Can I- and on that note... <laughs> Uh, we wrap yes. up the third segment. Yes. <laughs> our our quick recommendations slash quick fire round of honorable stuff yes, that didn't make the big quick. list. Okay. I say you want to kick us off? All right. So I think I'll start with an easy one with this recent uh, issue of Tio Niching and Lahabao Melaka. <laughs> so as you all know, the Melaka elections is coming soon. So what this PKR politician did was, you know, Facebook has like templates mm-hmm. where you can put templates over your photo. Mm-hmm. So that's what she did. <laughs> she put her face there and basically said Lahabao Melaka Marikita so, Undi la- or something like that right? Marikita Undi yeah. so Lahabao Melaka she thought it meant Apakabao Melaka like what's up Melaka let's vote but if you look at the you and you can check this muslin or kamas you can, why don't you check it uh, Lahabao Melaka actually Lahabao actually means like useless person 
Orang. useless person yes. someone who's dense someone who's like generally dumb yeah. so she's literally telling the constituent you uh, useless people let's vote <laughs> but it was a genuine mistake right I mean she said it was a genuine mistake her 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 excuse was I just picked whatever frames there were on Facebook and I'm like why would Facebook have a laugh about lucker frame why would why would well, they but it's, it's like and in there? the end it made sense without <laughs> without her intending to I know but people are laughing and laughing especially people in Melaka as well because obviously um, she's not from Melaka and she didn't know how to use the slang so she has since apologized but yeah that is not exactly a speaking fail but it's a communications fail so who wants to go next? You need um, a social media team that checks these things for you so that you don't fall Or at least somebody track. from Melaka again yes. representation representation absolutely <laughs> someone from Melaka would have said dude what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> Alright, okay, let me... Let next? Me. Okay, go for it. So this was a clip about a journalist asking two past leaders to comment on the fact that they are moving towards not renewing the licenses for the gaming outlets in Kedah. So gaming outlets equals where people buy lottery tickets and uh, the response from the past leaders were, please speak in Malay. You are, you are Malaysian, right? then you should speak in Malay. And even though the journalist asked, please, please treat me respect, I think I think that was translated mm. to. They kept I'm on a saying, Malaysian, certainly. Yeah, please don't please, do that to me. Yeah, and then he just said, but you're Malaysian, just speak in Malay, what's wrong? And uh, I think at one point, he asked her, do you, do, well, do you agree if your husband is a gambling addict? She has nothing mm. to do with it. I, yeah. I thought it amounted to bullying but what do you guys think yeah you setuju ke kalau suami you kaki judi I tanya you dulu I said it in a way that I feel like he would have said it that you would have said it right <laughs> that's exactly how he <laughs> said, said it like he's not offended family, that's, that's, yeah. I really find it unfair how, how people treat journalists sometimes like I'm they're just there to do their job just answer their question they're not there to, to and it's a legitimate you. question because unlike Trengganu and Kelantan which ban gambling where it's majority like really majority Muslims Malay Kedah there's there's 20% um, oh you got the non-Muslims down. yeah so her question was, what about the non-Muslims, you know? And the response was, you still do that? So you no, the response you. was, aren't you Malaysian? Can you speak Malay? Okay, you see, see that's, that's, that's where the problem is. For me, if you're going to make that point, at least answer the question first. They never did, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, there are ways to avoid questions. You know, no command. You know, this is not the proper place to ask me this or something like that. But in Malaysia, it seems to be that the gut reaction and the standard reaction is to make a personal attack and yeah, this goes right. back to you know Family. my you know this goes back to my good buddy and you already know who i'm talking Picking about one. oh your best friend. friend okay yeah mr tajudin and uh, you know the prasarana interview so you know we have a habit of attacking journalists instead of maybe making suggestions or answering differently or trying to be professional for goodness sake what we've got next is a very recent tweet by our communications and multimedia minister, Anwar Musa, where this his tweet favorite. said, oh, this was incredible, where his tweet stated, speed test results for 5G, 1,000 megabytes per second. Imagine watching YouTube at 1080p smoothly. This is our near future. Are you ready for 5G, Kalwarga, Malaysia? 1080p, bro. People are watching this, this, is, this is my favorite. I'll tell you why. Because when I saw it, I actually got confused. And I thought, yeah, I'm like, what does he mean? Now? I don't know what tweet? he means at is all. Is a tweet from 10 years ago? Like, what are we talking and, about? And who is he? Huh? Why who is, is this he? in the news? He's a communications and multimedia minister. Exactly. There you go. Uh, you know, this is, uh, good Lord. This is like... I, I, I'm, you know, I'm struggling to find a parallel because this is incredible. But, but do you know, actually, what happened was there any follow up as to why yeah. when he said 1080p? Okay, so so you know, he <laughs> those are specific numbers, you know, correct, exactly. Um, there was a follow up tweet where he said, "Ah, everything will be clarified." And okay, well, I I can't remember it off the top of my head, but he's like, "Ah, we will be able to support Internet of Things and stuff like that." Basically, the tweet was nicely crafted by the right person in his team. Instead mm-hmm. of the boomer, the things one uh, the 1080p is is state of the art streaming. Okay. Yeah, where people are watching him make this mistake in 4K. <laughs> so yeah, that was brilliant. 
Okay, when you, when this is funny. The pilot of your plane should be should know a little bit more than you about what's, flying the plane. What's 1 up to 1080? Is it 1920? Is it... No, it's straight <laughs> to 4K, isn't it? Because 720p, 1080, and then after that, people go, oh, is that 2K? Okay, see, now we're showing our... Yeah, our... 1920 okay, is 2K, is... right? Okay, so 1 up yeah. is 1920, there and then okay. it doubled up to, to 4K. 4K. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, yeah. we've just revealed okay, we got our it. age. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we're not. None of us we would have... <laughs> we wouldn't have tweeted, you know... This wouldn't have caused confusion, la, exactly. like with the uh, the cabotage. This would be like, hey, this dude is a boomer. Yeah, Correct. It's totally a boomer. It's like yeah. his grandchildren would have been like, Ato, apa ni lah? Ato, apa benda tweet ni? Maybe he's still using the iPhone 4. Maybe. Maybe, maybe he is. Yes, and on that note, on the note. <laughs> we made it to the end. We made it to the end. It's 12 a.m. <laughs> it is. And uh, wow. let's, let's, let's do a bit of a roundup. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, think before you speak. <laughs> and if you have the opportunity for somebody to check something you type before you send it out into the world, do that as well. Second pair of eyes. Never hurts. Mas, Aisa, do you have any advice to add to that? No, I would say that is a wonderful uh, piece of advice to end our season and year. And I like the fact that in this... Speaking fills, Vishal, you brought up the cabotage policy just to show that there are some things that is good to talk about even if we may disagree with certain policies. So I like that there was some con- constructive <laughs> conversations yes. in there. Because there's no such thing as, you know, something being completely right or something being completely wrong. And, you know, I, I, whether you guys did this on purpose or not, you know, playing devil's advocate sometimes, okay, yeah, people have been misusing the whole devil's advocates thing. Let me let me let me say that. Is that a halal word? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so so it's important to consider when things are not so clear cut. Okay, I think we can all agree on the first segment being the rape matter on Astro Warner. There really is not two ways to look at it. There's a right way and a wrong way. But when you mm-hmm. look at things like the cabotage policy, you know, there could be data and arguments in both directions. Mm-hmm. You just have to treat the topic in a particular way to give it the full respect and to give everybody the maximum benefit. So, you know... And even with segment three, Tima, like how much do we value or weigh public outrage or public mm. sensitivities, right? That's not clearly right or wrong, even if we think that the issue is hilarious or dumb. Yeah. Thinking an issue is just dumb or hilarious and, and dismissing it is too easy. There is always an underlying issue that yes. And always that a benefit be in... In, in critical examination. Everybody mm. should come away from this uh, with some benefit. Certainly learn <laughs> a lot as well. At least some good jokes. Yes, <laughs> at least. And co- kudos to the both of you on, on finishing yet another season. It's been many episodes of podcasts. I just pop in from time to time for uh, these fun speaking fails. And I think we can close the season. Thank you both. Thank you everyone Thank you so for listening. See you in 2022. Hopefully, yeah, where maybe we'll have a new list. Ding, ding, ding. Oh boy! <laughs> yes, stay tuned. Bye bye.